Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that is Vince Tagdivia. Uh, this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30, typically, typically 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, today we were a little delayed. I do a, uh, every one month, one day a month on a Wednesday, the end of the month, I do a town hall meeting. I host and moderate that for American Media Periscope. This evening, we had uh, Alexandra Bruce on, James Grunvig, and myself. I uh, had a great discussion, but it went just over a little bit. So uh, that one day a month, the show will just typically be uh, 30 minutes later. But typically, we're on at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and this is where we talk about the unfolding a global conspiracy, the conspiracy to undermine the U.S. Constitution, the sovereignty of our nation, of our people, to undo what the founding fathers have done, to implement a structure and control of communism that has infiltrated every aspect of our society, our culture, our politics, our military. I mean, it's everywhere. And what we're doing is we're exposing that agenda. We're exposing the deep state, the cabal. We're exposing the criminals and the treasonous and seditious people within our government and within our country and within our world. Um, we're going to let everybody join in a little bit. I know we probably got some people who are like, where's where's Josh tonight? And so uh, no worries. We are here now and I'm looking a little spiffy. I got the, got the expensive shirt on. I got the monkey jacket on. How you doing, Vince? That's right. Let's get the show on the road. And uh, today's today's show. What, what's the title? What's the title of today's show? Hunt. What do we hunt? Oh, no Vince sound. No Vince sound. Oh, I know why. Uh, I I hold on, Vince. No, we're not hearing Vince again. Damn it, Josh. What are you? What are you? And I think what happened is I messed up the audio here. Give me a second. Vince, uh, Vince, 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 Vince. It's got to be OBS. This thing has just been so weird. They can't hear you. Um, try Trying not. Hello. Hey there. How you doing? All right. Can you guys hear Vincey Poo now? Test, test. Five, 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 five. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Josh. Thank you, thank you. This unfolding global conspiracy is absolutely relentless. All so, right, we got Vince. We got Vince. So you yes. know how? Remember how I told you my OBS is all messed up, <laughs> and so I had to reconfigure it because it was messed up. Now it just went like oh. normal. Oh God. Hey. Yeah. Well, wait until the update this month, and then it'll be all right. Scripted. Well, I haven't done the update yet. <laughs> I I don't like updating it. I'm I've been procrastinating an update for like ninety days because of I, that. I know I do too. I do too. Um, there, there's some interesting news happening today. We have I have a lot of it to go over, and not enough time um, because my kids go to bed at eight, <laughs> and so I, I have to be up there because my my, okay. my wife is in Minnesota you know, working there. But dude, busy. We'll times. see what we can do. We'll we'll see what we can do. We're gonna rush this, but listen. The Hunt for Red October is the name of the show, and this the name of the show is for a reason. Um, I had I, I want to actually call this person out if they don't mind, and call them out in a good way. Stu Hassick out of uh, all, all out of Australia. 
Stu, who's this? Stu's one of our followers. He's been listening mm-hmm. to us for a long time. And um, he sent me some information today. And um, he changed my mind. Th- this happens from time to time. Now, I've been very, oh. very adamant that okay. the U.S. Navy proper, Navy proper, was not involved yeah. in the Nord Stream pipeline attack. Right. Okay. And what I mean by that is a, you know, a group of Navy sailors and a ship, 250 of them didn't launch over there and drop torpedoes in the water, knowing that they're going to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Um, but I've analyzed this with JTAC. Everybody knows JTAC out there, former major of the United States Army or United States Air Force. Um, yeah. He's a pilot, flew for the Navy. So this dude knows what he's talking about. 31 plus years, knows what he's talking about. We, we looked at this. So Monkey Works put out a few videos on this. Yes. And it's really interesting in the sense of the videos of what he was saying, Monkey Works was saying. Um, particularly that a P-8 Poseidon, you've heard this before in the Ukraine region, um, left and it kind of went, did a refueling for a, an hour and a half and then came about and looped in the Nord Stream pipeline vicinity at the same time that the pipeline would have blown up. Now, the interesting okay. things about the P-8 Poseidon, firstly, it, sh- it would showed it as a military af- uh, a military at- aircraft, obviously, but it had basically scrambled coats in the sense that any identifying marks given off by what's known as IFF, identification friend or foe, were scrambled so you can't see it. So I- no, none of flight aware or none of these systems would pick up the registration code the refueling, yeah, the refueling track, but none of the registration code of who this aircraft actually was. And actually, I did pick up this episode, Josh, and I'm glad you're bringing it up. What is the significance of this type of aircraft over that area, though? Well, this is an anti-submarine um, warfare type of aircraft. Okay, so it's um, like sending information. Yes, so they they, for... they basically look for things that are underwater, specifically. As well as a P-8 Poseidon can be basically a, a command central for um, relaying various uh, surface to uh, surface to air or surface to uh, ship maritime support. So let's say that there was a submarine or let's say that there's a ship in the water. Like, let's just say, yeah, I know it destroys submarines. That's what it is as a subhutter. But let's just say mm-hmm. that the, uh, the Russian ship Moscow, okay? is sitting in the Baltic Sea or the Black Sea. And a P-8 goes out there, grabs its position, sends that telemetry data directly to a tactical officer sitting in Ukraine, and they just by chance launch a certain missile now that they have the fire control solution of where the location of that ship is, and that missile hits the ship. The P-8 Poseidon is the one that kind of help them do that. I see Um, what you're doing there. (laughs) Based on a real life event that that actually happened. Okay. So um, now Monkey Works went on to talk about various types of armaments that P-8 Poseidons carry. This is very true. There's a special type of of weapon that they carry. This is called a um, a Hawk missile system, the the H-A-A-W-C. And Mm -hmm. this is a prototype weapon system that is being tested. Now, there's a few. Is there something wrong with the volume, guys? I'm not seeing any problem with the volume. 
If five, there's a five. problem with the, yep, five five. Okay. So if you're if you're on Facebook and you're having volume problems, I just recommend trying to maybe turning it up. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, so this is my theory of what potentially happened. Let's hear it. The fact that the the codes of this plane were anonymous hmm. draws light that this was most likely a potentially a CIA or intelligence agency sanctioned mission. Okay. Now here's the thing is the CIA can use military assets or they can go out there and they can go to Boeing or they can go to any company they want or any third party and say, Hey, we need a P eight. Interesting. Okay. Poseidon. Yeah. They get it. They load this new weapon onto it and they say, Hey, we're going to go out there and we're doing certain maneuvers or test runs or weapon testing with inert weapons. And then the crew of that aircraft goes out there. They fly out there. They do the testing. They drop it. They fly away. Don't think anything of it. Then the pipeline blows and they're like, oh, shit, what just happened? But then they're also stuck under NDA. Oh, my God. And so as JTAC saying right here, and it flew from the U.S. direct to the pipeline area, okay, could have wow. launched or landed in the U.K. And so we know this from the flight logs, wow. okay? Okay. So it flew directly from the U.S. to that vicinity. Wow. And then did those maneuvers over the pipeline. So um, I I'm looking at this as a smoking gun. The U.S. 100% did this. The PA is the one who did this, okay? Um, whether the people on the PA knew this or not. Yeah, th as JTAC saying, irrefutable. This this definitely is the aircraft. This, this is what... A PA Poseidon took out the fucking pipeline. It's there's not a good look. No. Now, here's the thing with the United States military risk that exposure. Well, they would if they were fucking desperate. That's an act of war. You have to understand that that is an act of war. Hmm. Okay. So I don't think that the people on board, the crew, whether it was military or contractor, knew what was going on. And basically with those types of clandestine missions, um, it's compartmentalized, right? Mm -hmm. And so this would be like a, a special access program, SAP, top secret mission. And basically what happens is, let's say that they, they get a mission. They get to the ground, they get in the aircraft, they're going to get the first part of the mission, which is fly to Ukraine. Okay? Refuel. They get there, they get to the refuel, they get encrypted message in. The second part of the message flies, fly to these coordinates drop from 26,000 feet to 15,000 feet. Once you get to those coordinates, another part of the orders comes in. Mm -hmm. And that says, okay, uh, open launch bays, release weapons test. They release it. The next part of the mission comes in, fly home. That's it. And, and they fly home. And, and that's how these missions work. So it is my thoughts as well as people I've talked to are very... <laughs> very astute within mm -hmm. how the military operates, especially in that JTAC being one of them, that uh, this is what happened. So I'm eating my words that the United States Navy was not involved in this. Uh, if it's a PA Poseidon, there's a good chance this was a U.S. naval aircraft that potentially could have been working for clandestine services or by direction from the Navy. I don't know. Um, it could have been a contracted aircraft, right? Mm -hmm. it, it could be a contracted aircraft. 
Um, but it's looking more and more that, yep, the U.S. is to blame for this, 100%. Um, now, the title of today's show is The Hunt for Red October. Now, why is it The Hunt for Red October? Um, we'll just go to the boards. I, I wanted to show cool. tomorrow's post, but we'll, we'll show today's post. Today is October 5th. And so we'll go four years ago today. We're going to bring the boards up on over here. All right. Let's check it out, man. And look at post 2348. October 5th, 2018, post 2348. Okay. Do we know what submarine that is? I think we do. That's right. If we click on this Twitter post. Russia's most advanced and stealthy nuclear submarine ever just went to sea. And this is from October 5th, 2008. Well, that's interesting because I'm pretty sure that that same submarine just went to sea two days ago. Now, I want everybody to ask themselves, what are the odds that on the cue boards four years ago, Red October, dual meaning exists. Okay. Yeah. Future. Look at look what it says right here. Q's twenty three forty nine. Two eleven eighteen. He matches this one with this Q post. Future news will highlight. Note the hunt for was dropped. Details matter. Q. We go into here, and so it begins. How do you start a war? Markers matter. Playbook fail. Now, what have I been saying since the beginning? That Remind when us. the globalist backs are pushed against the wall, when they are losing, when their playbook has failed, what is the last resort that they'll go to? Violence, extremism. Nuclear war. Nuclear war. And what's Q say here? And so it begins, how do you start a war? Markers matter. Playbook fail. The launching of this submarine which just took place two days ago. Now, the interesting thing about the submarine, Russian nuclear submarine armed with doomsday weapon disappears from the Arctic Harbor. It's gone. They're not tracking it. They don't know where it is. Gone? Like, perhaps attacked? It like went gone. undersea. It, it's, it's under the ocean, and they have no idea where it is. It's just either... Well, it, it's a stealth submarine. Stealth. It's hidden, yeah. So it's okay. hiding. So what does what is this submarine capable of? Hmm. Let's watch this little video. I posted this on my Telegram. I'm going I'm to play it here. And I want you guys to listen to this guy here. He's kind of using a, a smart-ass analogy, but this is definitely worth the listen. Um, if you can't hear this audio, let me know. Ah, shit. Okay, can you guys hear that audio? I bet you cannot hear that audio. So give me one second because that's playing through. Can't hear it. Uh, you can't hear it. Nope. Okay. Nobody can hear that audio. So let me go into here. Go like this. I'm going to go like that. Hit that. Um, let me go here. So did you see that movie where the uh, president of a country was basically saying how the West was uh, – evil satanic and he had had enough he was tired of getting backed into the corner and then the next day in that movie 
he had a submarine that was carrying a 65-foot nuclear weapon that was capable of creating a 1,600-foot tsunami that was radioactive. Yeah, and in this movie, this tsunami was actually taller than every building in New York and could come in and ruin 140 miles of every building uh, and then give third-degree burns to people within 250 miles. I mean, it was, it was pretty wild in this movie. And then it would shatter every window from New York City almost to L.A. and everything in between. And, you know, the weird thing is nobody knows where the submarine is. And supposedly it has six of these that it can carry in its underbelly. Now, the thing about these these uh, nuclear deals in this movie is they can be set down on the ocean floor. Yeah. And they can be activated later and they can crawl at speed so slow that they can't even be detected by a radar, a sonar radar. And they can creep to their destination for weeks, hours, days, even a month. And then when it gets within distance of its target, it can go up to 100 miles an hour. And see, since the, the West in this movie had spent so much money on protecting its land by protecting it from missiles coming through the air, well, they never saw this one coming. And by the time it detonates and this 1,600-foot tsunami starts, you can't really stop it. Yeah. you imagine what the fallout from that would be? Hundreds of miles of radioactive water and whew, cities just obliterated. And uh, you know that this, this guy, this leader, this president of this country kept saying he was getting tired of being pushed around. And so this, the, the, this other country in the West, they kept going around and they kept getting other countries to give weapons and give money. And even I think the Czech soldiers were on the ground on this, this day starting to fight with the Ukrainians. So then, then, then this, other, this president, he started getting pissed. Because everybody was helping them, or a big chunk of people were helping him, that he told them not to. And he tried to warn everybody that, that, that the West was Satanist. And he said he was going to do whatever he had to do to protect his country. That was pretty interesting. Uh, what were your, uh, hold on, Vince, let me, let me switch my speakers back to you. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts you. on that, Vince? Uh, I think it's terrifying. I think it's real. And... I think it's a big thing to consider for the radical deep state who is uh, pushing towards they're they're uh, they're pushing the other side. They're pushing each other in a corner, and uh, nobody wins in these types of scenarios because if the U.S. gets hit with a tsunami, our response immediately is going to be nukes, and then everybody's response is going to be nukes. Right? It could very well be a the the ultimate shit the fan situation right well and i know jtac saying that that he was exaggerating and i i agree sure. with that um but um it would produce a 1600 foot tsunami wave That's and if ridiculous. a 1600 foot tsunami wave hit the eastern seaboard of the united states of america 85% of the us population would be dead i want everybody to understand that Okay, not only a 1600 foot tsunami wave, but a radiological tsunami wave. Now, it wouldn't knock out glass from New York 
to LA. That that's ridiculous. Um, probably just from New York to probably Tennessee. Dude, that's wild. It is wild, and, and it's a massive weapon. And so when we look at this, and look, guys. I'm just reporting mainstream media and news. So we're just talking about what's really happening in the world. Okay. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here, but look at this. U.S. is buying $290 million worth of anti-radiation drugs for use in nuclear emergency. I'm curious about this. And obviously I think that it's part of this big pharma thing on get hooked on our drugs and, uh, you know, all this type of thing. I wonder what is in those pills really. Or if it's just kind of an actual no, big I, thing. I, I'm, I'm probably, I, I don't know. Um, but Curious. what we're seeing here, the longstanding ongoing efforts to better be prepared to save lives following radiological or nuclear emergencies. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is purchasing, purchasing a supply of the drug NPLAT from Amgen USA. NPLAT is approved to treat blood cell injuries that accompany acute radiation syndrome in adult and pediatric patients. Pretty wild, man. Pretty damn wild. This is, uh, it, it's an interesting world that we live in. So going to that, those cue boards, right, yeah. that we were just looking at, we had, obviously, we are in the hunt for Red October. We are at the precipice moment. Um, he goes on, Russia, 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 think UK, um, Australia, Russia, 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 deflect, declass. This is the mm. important part I want you to see here. Deflect, blame, deflect, declass. Focus Russia, mm. global enemy, right? Think Nord Stream, okay. Nord Stream pipeline. Okay. Now, typically, yeah. there is no D class during 2018 pertaining to this type of stunt. The hunt for dropped. Why? Because patriots know exactly where it is. Um, and then it goes on to the missile. It's talking about another different type of missile. Russia sub threat push. What is happening right now in the mainstream media? Russia, Russia sub threat push. Red Ooh. October double meaning exists. Now, mm. This goes on a little bit more here. Look here, not there. They want you divided. Where we go, when we go out. Okay. So now comes the real pain. Now comes the real truth. Okay. Let's go to October 6, 2018. 6, tomorrow. That's right. This is tomorrow's Delta. We can kind of, we don't need to go through all of them. There's a few that I want to go through. So that's the, also the day that Justice Kavanaugh was confirmed in the Supreme Court. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Noted. Okay. If we scroll down, okay, we see a lot of, uh, oh, there's, hold on. There should have been something in here. All, um, right. All right. Is it a different October 6th? It was. It was 2020. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. There we go. Okay. 4812, October 6, 2020. He gave up everything. His He knew his life and the lives of his families would change forever. He knew or knows the consequences. A man who had everything. Why do it? Do what? Run for president? Or is Q trying to tell us that he's about to do something completely different? Okay. And then okay. we get 4815. On the 6th of October. Okay. And this one comes with red October. Now, Donald Trump retreat, retreat a Paul Sperry tree. 
When all mm -hmm. the documents are finally declassified and all the redactions removed from reports, the nation will see the FBI and CIA not only knew the Russian collusion allegations against Trump were a political dirty trick, but they were um, in on the trick. And then Donald Trump retruthed this on October 6, 2020. I have fully authorized the total declassification of any and all documents pertaining to the single greatest political crime in American history, the Russia hoax. Likewise, Hillary Clinton email scandal, no redactions. Oh, shoot, dude. That was from October 6, 2020. Now, why is that important? Because of the Mar-a-Lago. Oh, my God, dude. The anniversary of the day that he declassified those documents publicly. Whoa. It's tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, dude. No way. So we know that the 8th of this month is supposed to be something. Something. We've seen this July, August, September, November, oh, October. Yeah. Every right. month on the 8th, there's been big happenings. So go back to that one post that says D-class deflection. Okay, Russia sub-narrative, D-class de deflection. Why was the hunt for removed? Look here, not there. D-class, D-class, Are D we about class. to see the release so. of this information this week? I, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just following what the information's telling me. Maybe. Maybe. That'll be the day. I think it's a good possibility. Um, I think it's, it's a really good possibility. Um, mackerel, dude. Yeah, pretty crazy. So going back is if you remember the uh, Daria Dugina, um, Alexander Dugin's daughter was assassinated. It was supposed to be Dugin and Putin that were there. Um, she right. was assassinated. And we said, who did this? We said clandestine services, U.S., Ukraine, right? And the right. U.S. believes Ukraine was behind the assassination of Dugina in Russia. And so that's coming out now. What else do we have? Uh, and we did talk about the nuclear submarine right here. And it does have a 1,600-foot radioactive tsunami with the uh, the megaton um, nuclear explosion it would produce underwater. And Putin will use this if he is forced to. I, I do believe that 100%. Uh, Putin signs unification treaties for new Russian regions. Okay? Yeah. So he signed the law for unification treaties with the Donetsk. Lugansk People's Republics, as well as Kherson and the Zaporizhzhia regions on Wednesday morning. Uh, earlier, the documents were unanimously endorsed by the Federation Council, the upper house of Russian parliament. The agreements were ratified on Monday by the state Duma and the lo uh, lower house of the parliament after where they were certified by uh, as lawful by the country's constitutional court over the weekend. Now, why is that important? Mm, there's a couple reasons. There is a couple reasons. I'm looking for the story right now. Um, where is it? Damn it. Can't find it. There's a lot of news today, guys. A lot. It's insane. Okay. First thing I'll talk about is this. This was published on, this is from James Grunvig on American Media Periscope. We republished this on the social red pill because um, there's a really good article. This was talking about Vladimir Putin's August 1st speech pertaining to the satanic world order. 
The deeper the Russian-Ukraine conflict goes, now in the seventh month, the greater exposure the cabal-controlled governments in the West are being exposed as evil and against their own people. Russian President Vladimir Putin said this much in his eye-opening speech on Friday, September 30th, sorry, September 30th, 2022, in a New York Times op-ed by Alexandra Bunov, titled, Putin Just Told Us What He's Planning. The author opened Vladimir Putin's speech on Friday, which he formally proclaimed the annexation of the four Ukrainian regions was many things, a distorted history lecture, a rather tedious enumeration of the supposed Western sins, uh, an airing of grievances, and a vaunting of power. For all the radical flourish accusing Western elites of Satanism, for example, it was in many ways a typical address from Mr. Putin. Their emphasis, obviously, added. And so Putin came out and he called out the Western elites as Satan and vowed to defeat them. Now, one interesting thing is, is right after the annexation took place, Putin did this. Putin orders Russian government to take over Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant following the annexation. This is the power plant that the globalists have been trying to get back in their control since the beginning. What's important about this nuclear power plant? Not that it's just a nuclear power plant. Probably some uranium one or weapons or probably something happening underneath that nuclear power plant is what mm-hmm. I'm guessing. And they really want to get it back. So there is massive events happening right now globally. Um big moves. Yeah. Moscow has spoken out about the Nord Stream blast probe. Russia involvement in any investigation in the cause of the Nord Stream incident must be mandatory. The Kremlin exists. So far, those that, from press conferences that took place in Denmark and Sweden have heard quite concerning statements that any cooperation with the Russian side is excluded. We, of course, will wait for some clarifications on this matter. We believe that the participation of the Russian side in the examination of the damaged parts and pipelines and in the probe into what happened must be mandatory because it is Russia's pipeline. Um, and Russia is, obviously, they came out and said that, yes, the United States is the ones who did this. So, Austria, and this is kind of where maybe a twist comes in. Austria is ready to host de-escalation talks with Russia. Kremlin, however, denies any knowledge of the proposal from Vienna. And I wonder who would be the moderator of the de-escalation talks between Ukraine and Russia. Do you have any guesses of who maybe have volunteered globally about this? To moderate? To moderate, to be the one who negotiates a truce between Russia and the Ukraine. Who a would be a, or an individual? An individual. Someone oh. who would be recognized globally. The mainstream media would not be able to ignore it. He would probably get the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, and any endorsed <laughs> candidates that he's brought up right before an election in their country would probably win because of the good deed that he just did globally. Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump. Ooh. Just saying. I mean, it, it's still a playable narrative that is happening in the world. Um, now, on top of all this, we have the increasing gas prices. OPEC came out today and basically told Joe Biden to go fuck himself. Um. Gas prices are going to rise. We're seeing Americans should prepare yeah. for gas prices to keep rising, analysts warn. OPEC threw a bucket of cold water on the idea of lower gas prices. Petroleum analysts have told Fox News. Um, economically, Biden blasts short-sighted OPEC plus cut, blames U.S. energy firms for surging pump 
prices. Remember he said, uh, like, what is it, two weeks ago, Joe Biden came out and said that uh, the, the gas station owners need to reduce the prices and it's done? Yeah. Yeah, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden, 17 executive orders on the day that you were, were um, illegally inaugurated is what killed energy independence in the United States of America, not yes. U.S. oil and gas manufacturing companies, not international companies. We would not be in this problem if those executive orders never happened. That's the truth, man. He knows it. He's a damn crook. That's right. He does know it. <clears throat> and so this is from uh, Wall Street Silver. U.S. oil piggy bank is half empty. OPEC Plus today announced cutting oil supply by 2 million barrels per day, making Biden's release of 1 million barrels per day look increasingly futile and unsustainable. This is unbelievable. This is huge. Just oh, yeah. Gas prices are going to skyrocket. Holy mackerel. And this then White House, waves, man. This was yep, big. This, this is. Uh, Supreme Court ruling that could change the election results. No, we have not talked about this yet. I do know about the case, though, and that uh, potentially the ruling on that case could bring about much consideration from the 2020 election. That's a big possibility. I think they're hearing that case either this week or next week. Um, we'll report on that when it gets closer to it. White House is Kirby. U.S. needs to be less dependent on OPEC plus and foreign producers of oil. <laughs> These of guys, dude. How can anybody take them seriously? Yeah, this is waking people yeah. up. Now listen to this one. U.S. plans to ease Venezuela sanctions enabling Chevron to pump oil. Yeah, look um, at that. They're starting to open it up now, huh? Well, yeah, but who controls Venezuela? Russia, China, the BRICS nations. What the fuck? And, and Russia kind of threw a big old fu in the finger of the Western nations. Russia to resume gas deliveries to Italy um, from Gazprom. And Russia resumed gas deliveries to Italy after suspending them due to the transport problem in Austria. Russian energy giant Gazprom said in a statement Wednesday, transportation from Russia gas through its territory of Austri Austria is resuming um, as well as the Nord Stream Pipeline 2 apparently is up and running. Really? Is apparently up and running, and they're going to resume that uh, that flow. Oh my gosh! The spotlight is on it, and uh, Italy's. That's interesting because you know Italy is not going to just be playing playing uh, in the world of <laughs> economics with Russia for free. You know. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what kind of deal they made in order to get these deliveries happening, which is. Potentially good news towards a peaceful resolution to all of this in my in my eyes. I agree. And one thing that we've talked about that could be the catalyst event for for tipping off the global economic collapse. The CEO, his name is Alex Lehman. That is his Credit Suisse. Um, UBS credit default swats hit decade high after Credit Suisse blowout. Um, the cost of insuring exposure, the debt issued by the Swiss lender, UBS rose to a decade high on Monday after Pure Credit Suisse was caught in the market spotlight amid concerns about the ability to revamp its business and bolster its capital. UBS five-year credit default swap, CDS, rose 12 basis points from Friday's close of 118 basis points, its highest level since 2013. These are clear signs and indications. The same thing was happening in 2007, 2008 in the news. This is kind of this very low-level played, low ball. Yeah. But this is really happening. And so Credit it's Suisse. not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Deutsche Bank, UBS, all at the same time. Yep. We've seen 
Well, and what is the the media saying? And this is Wall Street Silver again. All those new servers at your favorite restaurant aren't just bad at waiting tables. They may wind up crashing the entire economy. The media is now pushing the narrative that is insufficient labor that is going to crash the economy. Not the Fed, not monetary policy, not the U.S. government policy. It's your fault. This is insanity. Yeah. <laughs> just scapegoat. Frigging believable. They dude, they are just heartless. Hey, so the UN's goal of uh, ending world poverty by the year 2030 is is out of reach. Is out of reach because, you know, those billions upon billions of dollars that they take in from citizens around the world, the trillions of dollars, um, you know, have to be used for other things under, other than feeding, clothing, and homing the poor of the world. Oh, wars to fight. Cabals to fund. That's right. Cabals to fund. And what, what are you talking about? Uh, we'll, ex- we'll, we'll end poverty after 2030. We got wars to fight. Cabals to fund. Yeah. With, uh, you know, I think that it's actually possible to do it, but they're just, they don't want to do it. They could do it in a year. Yeah. Less than a year. Okay. And, 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 it, and it starts with U.S. foreign policy stopping the uh, the infiltration of foreign third country governments and taking them over control just for U.N. votes. Um, it, it stops with the funding of these countries through taxpayer dollars from first world countries that is utilized and embezzled out of those countries and utilized for high crimes and drug trafficking and weapons trafficking. Yeah, it's uh, funny how none of our tax money comes back to us. It all seems to go overseas. Yep. And then disappear. All right. This is from the SGT report. And I thought this was uh, this was something that you should know about. China says massive dollar dump on the way. Prepare for the Wong buying spree. Not since 2008 financial crisis has communist China's Wong currency been as weak as it is now, which has prompted the People Bank of China to issue a warning about a coming dollar dump and Wong buyback. All major state-run banks in China have been told to prepare for this coming event, which will aim to hike up the failing Wong, which fell 0.9% to 7.1340 against the dollar this week, its worst annual decline since 1994. So far for this year, the Wong has lost 11% of its value, while the dollar has reached a 20-year high due to hawkish policies from the Federal Reserve. The amount of the dollars that China plans to sell have not been decided. But what we do know is that the move will primarily involve state banks' currency reserves, including offshore branches of Hong Kong, New York, and London. This is not good news for the U.S. dollar, everybody. Nope. The U.S. dollar is going to crumble under that pressure. It'll be time to buy some Wong. And after China starts selling... Every the next, you know, Japan's not going to want to hold it. It'll be worth less, so they'll probably start Mm -hmm. selling it. It's going to be a cascading effect. No, I had a lot of these kind of uh, crime ones that I was going to talk about. Yeah, Um, I'm just going to skip over them. Um, But we'll go to this one. We'll go to Joe Biden's hot mic. And give me one second, Vince. I got to switch the audio. Go ahead. I'll say. They can't hear you. One second. Nobody fucks with the Biden family. Um, apparently, nobody fucks with the Biden family. Hold on, we, they can't hear you, Vince. I gotta switch it back. I'm gonna have to fix that problem. I don't know what's going on with that. There we go. You're good. Crooks, man. 
Crooks and criminals, that's what they are. Just wait. Justice will be served. <sighs> and then we see this shit. Congress considering police federalization bills could pass them after the midterms. Congress is consider, considering several radical bills that, if enacted, would be significant steps towards the federalization of the local police in the United States, severely threatening liberty. Arguably, the most significant of these bills is H.R. 6448, titled The Invest to Protect Act of 2022, sponsored by U.S. Representative Josh Gottenheimer, Democrat, New Jersey. It is co-sponsored by 86 rep- representatives, including 27 Republicans. A Senate companion, Senate 3860, has also been introduced. It's sponsored by Senator uh, Catherine Mazzo, Demer- uh, Democrat, Nevada, and co-sponsored by 18 senators, including seven Republicans. On September 22nd, the House voted 360 to 64 in favor of H.R. 6448. 153 Republicans voted in favor of this bill, despite the radical and unconstitutional nature. H.R. 6448 now goes to the Senate for consideration. The Senate is currently on recess, but will return for an extremely busy lame duck session after the midterm elections and consider H.R. 6448 during this time. Um, six four eight would uh, six four four eight would expand federal grants to local law enforcement agencies with fewer than one hundred twenty five officers. Under the bill, these grants would be required to be used only for specific issues such as de escalation training, victim centered training, signing bonuses for new hires, retention bonuses for lower the number of resignations. While some of the funds may be used for needed or wanted police equipment training and retention programs, the grants are still inappropriate because the Constitution makes no provision for the funding of local law enforcement. You're absolutely right. Look what happened to the Department of Education, the schools, when they started taking taxpayer dollars. Look what happened what when various states started taking taxpayer dollars. A prime example is the infrastructure bill passed by Joe Biden, which gave a large a sum of money to the counties if and only if they revamped their zoning, their zoning regulations to be more in line with ESG and DEI standardizations. And the zoning regulations, with 85% of all the zoning permits issued by these specific counties, were single-family house builds, which the federal government proclaimed were incredibly racist because the majority of those in the suburban and urban areas are white families that move into them. And to be more diversified, you have to issue different types of building permits. And what they did is they told these counties, if you want to receive these funds, then you have to decrease the amount of building permits down to 25% for single family homes and increase the amount of multifamily home complexes that accept government subsidies and Section 8 housing. And those counties gladly complied. Yeah, this is exactly the kind of thing that got us into this whole mess. That that it is. Police state. And it fits into your theory of martial law after the election or before the election, mm-hmm. which uh, I thought I, I thought was pretty interesting. Well, in talking about U.S. money is this is one thing we've been saying since the beginning. Glenn Beck is now talking about this U.S. veteran working on the ground in Ukraine. There is no evidence of the billions of U.S. dollars sent to Ukraine, not seeing any relief. In August, a U.S. team of veterans led by Chad, Chad Robichaw announced they had rescued 17,000 U.S. legal permanent residents from Afghanistan after Joe Biden pulled out of the country a year earlier in 2021. The Biden administration abandoned thousands of Americans and green card holders in Afghanistan one year ago following their surrender to the Taliban. Joe Biden and the woke generals abandoned thousands of Americans in Afghanistan and as many as 14,000 during their quick escape from terrorist-controlled country. 
After then, they left the Taliban with $80 billion in U.S. military equipment. Chad Robichaud, the founder of CEO of Mighty Oaks Foundation, was recently on the ground in Ukraine. Chad told Glenn Beck he saw no evidence of the billions of dollars in aid the U.S. taxpayers sent over to the country. No, Chad said. That's the same on his trip. It's sad and unfortunate. It needs to be addressed. There is no congressional oversight of this money. This money is going into a black hole. In any country in the world, it would be bad. People are... and. People are people and governments are corrupt and it's going to end where it shouldn't. And the money is not ending up where it's going. The U.S. taxpayer dollars, millions of dollars, is meant for restoring lives and saving humanity. It's not being used for that. And so there we go. Ukraine is nothing more than a massive money laundering campaign. Yeah, I wonder if uh, the Bidens are applying for humanitarian aid in Ukraine somehow in some weird loophole and probably getting it right back into their pockets. Probably South Korea missile malfunctions and explodes during military drills with the United States. Uh, They were seeking to send a message to Kim Jong-un, who launched a uh, a missile a day ago over Japan. And then two missiles today he launched. And uh, he go, I got my finger on button and missile go boom, boom. And Kim, yeah, pocket man, pocket man. This Kim Jong-un is, is up to his old tricks again. And I'm I, he's probably, you know, he's probably talking to Donald Trump at the same time. Like, you know, Donald, I think I send message to them. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh, it's okay. There's nothing in it. <laughs> yeah, it's sad when North Korea, everyone shits on them, but they're having successful missile launches every day, more than ever. Yep. And North, uh, South Korea goes and does their counter response, and it's just a flop it's embarrassing hey i'm not racist i i can i can do the asian tease my kids are asian my wife's asian okay it, it, it's it's okay it's okay everybody and don't forget josh i know we're getting close to the end we've got yep. the battle of the streams has oh cool we'll, we'll touch on that in just one minute rapidly. i got a few more right. stories that i want to touch on real quick Kiev offers White House targeting control for longer range weapons. Ukrainian government is prepared to give the Joe Biden administration virtual control over its selection of Russian military targets. Kiev made the proposal in the bid to receive longer range weapons from the White House, according to multiple sources speaking with CNN. Uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky will provide a full list of possible targets while allowing the White House to veto any of the potential sites. Kiev is hoping to increase transparency will pave the way for Biden authorizing more weapons transfers. And so proxy war... Proxy war. That's exactly what's happening. This is a proxy war. 100%. Yep. And then the other part of this, and this is going to irritate the shit out of Russia, is Polish President Duda says he's in talks with the U.S. to host U.S. nuclear weapons in Poland in order to counter the growing threat from Russia. The U.S. has constructed a major new military installation in Poland just miles from the border with Ukraine. Now, if you remember this from 2015, Hillary Clinton, she said she was going to put nuclear weapons in Poland and Vladimir Putin said, we will nuke the shit out of you and go to war. Do not put nuclear wars, uh, nuclear weapons on the Russian border. And so everything I'm telling you is ramping up. I don't know if this is, this could be a Bay of Pigs type of event, a Cuban yeah. missile cri- crisis type of event that we're headed towards. And I do think that that is the case. This is why Putin's in Ukraine right now and they're just moving their attack zone a little bit back yep and so you could very well see the war move there yep uh Pablo picasso gifted a cookie red pill red pill red pill thank you so much Pablo. Uh, um, me brenda donated one diamond from australia with love uh dna vet dna af vet donated one ice cream vader 369 gifted a ship let's go thank you so much vader 
DNA vet and me, Brenda. Panlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Panlo. Me, Brenda donated one Ninja Gini. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Much appreciated on that. Uh, Panlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Mega make earth a uh, make earth greater when metaphor i like that i like that one make earth greater when uh vader 369 gifted a can thank you so much vader 369 Allie d donated three ice cream thank you so much Allie d babaloo fifty dollars on rumble <coughs> i want this movie to end already i want this movie to end already i just want to kind of like sing kumbaya by a fire um yes. you know you know launch off into the sunshine on the horseback walk on the beach and and just I just want to live. I want to live my life. I don't want to have to be in fear of this. I want to. I want to have fringe nights every night instead of talking about this shit. Right? Perhaps one day, man. Perhaps Hopefully one in the near day. Future. Thank you so much, Babalu. Um, I'll release the scratching in just one second. Paulo gifted the cookie. It's too early for the scratching. I'm up. We'll release that in a minute. Thank you so much, Paulo. Patriotic Pisces donated two diamonds. Vader three six nine shades. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces and Vader three six nine. Nate Henley gifted a phone. Nobody put FH. Is the corner hee hee home? <laughs> Very cool, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go in. I gotta open up pills. Let's see. How are we book. doing? Uh, who won tonight? Black Jester donated a diamond. Thank you, Black Jester. Um, it looks like Rumble. Yep. And release the scratching. The scratching has been released, guys. Thank you so much for all these donations. Uh, it looks like Rumble has got just a small little lead. Yep. Rumble's Good. got a small little lead there. Thank um, you, guys. And, and, you know, I can go all day long uh, with all this. And, and here's just another one. Russia warns of direct military clash with the U.S. Moscow's envoy addressed in the United Nations. The Pentagon announced a list of new weapons for Kiev. Um, this is seen as provocation and advancement of war on the part of the United States. And one Russia... Warns could result in a direct military clash. The U.S. is increasing its deliveries of weapons in Ukraine, providing its military with intelligence information, ensuring the direct participation of its fighters and advisors in conflict. Morshinov said, who is the deputy head of Russian delegation, told the General Assembly's Affairs Committee a body charged with arms control and security issues. This not only prolongs hostilities and leads to new casualties, but also brings the situation closer to the dangerous line of a direct military clash between Russia and NATO. And they've warned them. They've said to stop. Now, also, Kremlin vows to win back recaptured territories in Ukraine. Um, we're about to see this war in Ukraine ramp up a lot more than what it is right now. Russia is using Iranian-made drones. Did you know this? You're muted, Vince. Iran, yeah. uh, Iranian-made drones hit Ukraine's Kiev region for the first time, according to officials. Um, and this is most likely in collaboration as well with China of what is really happening out there. Um, the speed and progression of all this is alarming. Uh, yep. Hopefully, it, hopefully people start negotiating. I like your, your peace theory, and I'd love to see that. That would be epic. That would be epic. And I think that we could come to that precipice and then that culmination. I, I think that that's a, a good possibility that something like that could happen. And by the way, who was talking about new pipelines? We were talking about that last night, weren't we? Mm, I must have missed that. Someone was talking about new pipelines activated. And look at that. Europe activates two new pipelines, decreasing reliance on Russian gas ahead of winter crunch. Yeah, I think like, yeah, I heard this. Yep. 
Uh, Greece and Bulgaria have commenced operations on a joint pipeline that could help Europe significantly decrease its dependency on Russian oil and gas. Uh, yep, so they're, they're, they're pipeline building projects. We'll see where they go. But uh, listen, guys, much appreciated for all your support, especially in the Battle of the Streams. You guys are absolutely fabulous and awesome. I know it was a short show tonight. Tomorrow will go a little bit longer. And maybe we'll even do an After Dark chat tomorrow night. Ooh, uh, we definitely bonus. have one Friday night uh, after uh, Fringe. Uh, working on a guest this week for Fringe. We'll see if I can get one in. Oh, hey, before we close here, I want to thank you for letting me be on and also let you know that Pills took the lead. Pill took the lead. Oh, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Good job, Pill. Thank you so much. Oh, it's because of all the Kraken's released. <laughs> uh, much appreciated to all you guys and all the donations. You definitely help keep us uh, um, oh, uh, alive here. Um, and so any, any businesses out there that are nationally advertising that want to uh, maybe get some advertising time in a local radio station, um, as well as on our podcast and so forth, please reach out to me. We do have advertising spots open for the Dark Delight show. Uh, we're going to be revamping that show just a little bit, changing to one of the radio station's models um, in, in the sense of live stream and how the live stream works for that. And so there is a live stream coming for the Dark Delight show. Um, to watch it live will just kind of require the, the standard subscription on the social red pill. That's kind of all it's going to be. And so all the linkage will be provided for that if you want to watch that show. And then it'll be republished. It'll be republished free later. So you guys don't have to worry about that. It'll be on YouTube and stuff like Or not YouTube. It'll be on uh, Podbean and Apple Podcasts and all those later on posted after. But if you wanted to watch it live, then you'd have to just participate in that. Um, and that's because uh, it does cost us money to run that radio show. And um, I pay that out of my pocket. And it, it kicks my ass because we're we have no advertisers on that show. So much appreciated for all the donations. You guys definitely help keep us alive and help us keep getting this information out there to the world. So much love, respect, and God bless all of you guys out there. Tomorrow night, I will just call it now after dark chat tomorrow night after the show. And so we'll go a little bit longer and then we'll do an after dark Q&A after the show tomorrow. There is an after dark chat tonight. I don't know if I'll be able to make it in, but you guys are more than welcome to come. Got to be a member of the socialredpill.com in order to get that. Just a free member. You can just join for free. No problem there. But much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys have a great day. And, uh, you know, keep the world in your prayers because we are at a precipice. We are at a very, very chaotic point in our civilization, a transitionary point. And a lot of things can come from this. A lot of good things can come from understand that the deep state, the cabal, the globalists have their backs against the wall. And that's why we're seeing this unfold, which means that we're winning, which means that truth is prevailing and people are waking up. And so I think that we need to be optimistic at this point and understand that the fear being propagated by the mainstream media does not necessarily that we should live our lives in fear ourselves, but instead we should see, take a different perspective and continue doing what we're doing because whatever we're doing, it's winning the war. Good night, guys. Have a great night.